0: um yeah <laughs> you look so cute uh, I, I don't know about that yeah um i'm like <laughs> well my producer chris he'll see do you know chris van garrett who he's fantastic what's his last name chris van garrett
1: mm, i don't think so
0: oh they're amazing anyway um okay so now we're recording okay so i'm gonna do an intro and then we'll go on. okay so where do we look it doesn't matter okay because this is Actually, we don't even have to do it. We could have just recorded it because all he needs is the sound. Oh. Chris. I'm sure Shayla's already told you that my basement flooded this morning. So Hi, Shayla, Chris. So Shayla has whoa.
1: <laughs> this can go on the outtakes at the end of the year.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the, the visual doesn't even make the cut. Okay. Yeah, it's just typically when we're not together right I need to see facial cues so we can just look at each other okay let's but, see that but we're gonna talk into this deal okay see we're gonna do that okay okay so I'll do the intro welcome to share your hotness with my guest Donnie Angel now Donnie and I have known each other I feel like when I first started networking yeah a long time now and did we meet when I did a speech at the healing center with Trey Hatch was, did we meet then? Yes,
1: that's exactly. I can't believe you remember that. I can't either. Oh, I'm so impressed. I yes, can't that's either. Right. But don't you like run that? Center? I used to. Yeah. Okay. I used to, I was there. Um, event coordinator. So okay. yes, okay, that was so okay, that would have been two thousand
0: ten. I, I do, yes, I do not want people to get an expectation that I am gonna. I, I don't want to have the expectation too high that I remembered so well. I'm just brilliant. I'm very
1: very impressed. I, I so, am I am
0: too with myself. Yeah, right so now. about
1: eleven years ago.
0: Yeah, and that's when I first started getting back out into the world after having children, which were the best thing ever. And then my daughter passing, which was the poopiest thing ever. Right. Um, and then I was like, oh, I, I need to be able to work because my husband had a heart attack, you know? And so I was using my, my one skill set, makeup and talking.
1: That is <laughs> fantastic. So technically two skill sets.
0: Right, right. Yes, well, makeup, talking. And so I'm like, you can make a career out of anything if you're passionate about oh, it and you you're kidding? willing to work your butt that
1: off. That is 100% true. I get paid to sit across from people and drink. Delicious coffee or tea, and have conversations. So
0: (laughs) you're like, well, if you left that sentence, I get paid to sit across from people and drink.
1: Yeah, I know, right? That would have (laughs) sounded more interesting. But I have the best
0: career in the universe, in my opinion. So I love it. So I have your the other fun thing about it that I feel like has kept us close is you are very active on social media, very, and you're posting all the happiness. Yes, and I post all the happiness. Yes, and something else that I love, I'm just going to call it out. You and I have both very different belief systems. I wouldn't okay. say very different. But, okay, we oh call God. it different. We call it different. Like I call it God. You, you probably call it exactly the, the same. Yeah. Well, no, we know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I try not to get I know, right? on my, my podcast. Well, and I my... call it. No, I'm a God person
0: as well. I'm Christian. Yeah, but you 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 call it the universe sometimes, and they're the energy thing. And I had I had another guest on earlier to kind of explain energy and like crystals and stuff like that to me. You know, because I'm like I don't. I don't know. Like if it wasn't said in the Bible, it's kind of hard for me to like break it down. Right. So I like to be taught and educated, but we have differences. Yes, we do. However, those differences has never been a problem for us seeing each other. And that's one one of the things that I want this podcast to be about is don't see differences in each other. See that they're human being child of God, whatever you want to call it. Mm And find out what we have in common. And, and I would say
1: people. we probably have so much more in common than we right. do. Right. But you know how people, yes. oh, people will be like, one oh, you go to
0: this church and I go to that church Absolutely. or,
1: you know, you voted for this person. I voted for that person. You use this word. I use
0: that word. Yeah. It's just crazy. And so we, but we're both very vocal about who we are. Very. And it's funny because I had somebody, um, so my son um, has leading a mission for our church. He started my son just got back, so exciting. A couple months ago, you know, and um, he—I uh, um, had somebody who messaged me and said, um, "You need to stop posting about your missionary son. It's triggering me because they used to be a member of my faith, mm-hmm. and it was upsetting for them for mm-hmm. to me to talk about mm-hmm. it." And I wasn't like all of you who don't go to my church. Of go course not. You never like or that or anything like that. But, you know, I'm just talking like I always have about my kids. And they said, if you don't, if you keep talking about your kid, we won't be friends anymore. And I was like, oh, sorry that you're feeling triggered. That's, that must be really hard living in a state that's 50% that religion, you know, that must be really hard to be triggered by people talking about it
1: Yes, or
0: driving down the road and seeing
1: (laughs) anything, any billboard, any
0: church, if, if you know, if you're triggered by that church, maybe you should move where we're not the 50% of the population. But you know, I get those kind of
1: messages. Anyway, well. so
0: I got that message and I said, well, I'm just getting started. So they sent me um uh the, the bird, you know, yes on and I was like, oh that's cute. Yep. You know, I was glad it was the finger and not another body part. <laughs> hey, that's
1: like, I I just got a message last week in the middle of the night with expletive, expletive, expletive uh, you are a powerful influencer who uses it for evil.
0: Well, that's nice. And that's that's kind of what I was going to go at with this (laughs) is that when we're bold at who we are, there's going to be people and there's going to be the people that, that post on there like, Oh, I agree with this. or Oh, what do you think about this? And have a dialogue. Yes. And those are typically the public. And it's always fascinating to me that the people who want to be poopy, don't have the courage necessarily to do it publicly. So when somebody yeah, does box. attack me publicly, I'm like, well, thank you for publishing. Yeah. Doing it yeah. publicly. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that they do it privately. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you, like, I get those. And I've noticed since this, that every post I put up about my missionary son, I've had two or so friends unfriend me, which is good. Cause I've reached my capacity. So I need, I
1: know. Right. But like, <laughs> four nine nine eight right now so yeah it's like and I'm sure you've hit the
0: five before. many
1: well like probably a couple hundred times yeah well
0: I haven't th- that many but um you I hit for the those five, who like, don't know you're only allowed ago. to have five thousand personal friends. personal friends which is ridiculous because nobody can have five thousand I mean like what Facebook was meant to be a personal page you, although
1: I know most of
0: my I know thousands of people in real life. Well, I, everybody for, I would say probably seven years I've met them. Yeah. But the truth is if I'm going through, I can't be like, oh yeah, her, I met her 10 years ago. Right. At right. The, right. The healing center. Yeah. Right. Like I wouldn't necessarily be able to do that. You know, sometimes when I go into the messages, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, that kind of thing. But it's hard to remember everything. Yes. All the time.
1: I unfortunately do remember almost everything all the time. It's a blessing. Do you have, do you have like one of those? I do have one of those crazy memories. Like remember everything that's what? ever happened to me. It's horrible it's kind of horrible. I'm okay. going to be honest
0: about that. It's I kind of watched a Dick docu- documentary. <laughs> Let's fix that. <laughs> okay. I watched a documentary um, on like 60 minutes or something. And th- this lady, it was like, was just tormented by the fact that she can remember every insult every hurt and you can I guess I would
1: I mean I do everything I can to let go of that but I would definitely like some more repressed memories please so yeah it's fine it's fine I'm used to it it's just the story of my life
0: I'm really visual so I can remember faces
1: really well I remember names really well of all my clients. They tell me their husbands, their children, tell me their birthday, and I'll remember it till the end of time.
0: Oh, I am so. Which is really great in what I do for a living. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sitting here. Part of me is like, oh, that would be amazing because it's hard to remember all the names.
1: my brain is
0: full. (laughs) <laughs> my, my head is heavy well I, I'm like I, ooh, can we maybe like reboot, I, reboot, reboot? I, I had somebody who got mad at me about a month ago that I went oh oh I, I I remember this and this and this about you just remind me your name so I was proving to them
1: right the, I know who you are I right? know
0: I just and she's like we've known each other for like eight years how could you not remember me and I'm like I know like 29 <laughs> people <laughs> Right. So, but you would always remember. Mm -hmm. So I would like to back her up in this conversation. I had this, maybe it was just being in your presence and now I'm like petting you (laughs) just like this flash of memory. Maybe just put it off. Right. Yeah. Right. Because Normally I don't, I can't always keep it all straight. You know, I'm just like, I love you. (laughs) <laughs> what, what more do you need yes exactly
1: you're human I'm human
0: hi right you yes. know it's
1: awesome um no tell, where'd your son serve his mission so he went to Brazil and then got sent home for a month with COVID. Uh, not with COVID he did get COVID on his mission but and then so he, because of COVID transfers because of, yes okay And then he got sent back out. So obviously his Brazil was Portuguese speaking. And then he got sent out to Atlanta, Spanish speaking. So he's now trilingual. Oh my heavens. That's hilarious. And it was quite a weird experience for him. But yeah, yeah,
0: he's, is he good at languages? Very. Okay. That's awesome. So my, my sweet son, you know how like your parents are good at something and it irritates you. Yes. And then you have like the little sister that loves everything that her parents are good at. I'm not saying that's our family, (laughs) (laughs) but maybe, (laughs) but maybe. (laughs) And so my husband speaks Spanish fluently. He served in the Canary Islands and his little sister has studied Spanish for five years. And so I will go out when I speak Spanish, I'm like, you know, hey, my name is right, and my husband Yeah, and um, yeah, I can say mi esposo habla español. Yeah. My husband speaks Spanish, yeah. and yo necesito practicar yeah. español. And my family will be like, oh no, you could have on the accent here <laughs> a little bit, and you could have uh, on the, and so our sons has kind of been like, yo no hablo, <laughs> right? Like we go to Mexico, I start conversations with people, and I'm like, hey, son, you know, and he's like, yo no hablo. So now he's thrust into learning and it's intense. And he's like, why didn't I study more? And I'm like, welcome to life. (laughs) Yeah,
1: That's always the question, isn't it? Why didn't I study
0: more? Why didn't I do more? Why didn't I do more? But I wanted to go kind of hit this point of we're both really vocal about different things and in being vocal, sometimes people can see the differences but it draws the similarities, right? And when there's those differences, there's two different ways for people to deal with that. Be like, oh, we have this different, we have that different, oh, blah, blah, blah you know, I mean, we're both incredibly good looking. You know? <laughs> so, so there's right. that. And for those of you who can see me right now, my, my, uh, it looks like my water heater burst this morning. So I literally my pajamas and I haven't brushed my teeth and Donnie is being very sweet and not being upset about it. And I did a makeover just right before this. And I was like, Elsa, get me some gum. Cause I haven't brushed my teeth. <laughs> I'm going to do it today. After after I get to- I believe in you. Thank you, Donnie. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. So um, but because we're more open and public about our lives, I think people sometimes don't realize, even though you and I are public not mostly about the things that make us money. Like we're public about our thoughts, our family, our sometimes, you know, a little bit of political yeah. commentary, least- but not getting like I hate people who, you know, Never. but you know, we're not posting about our businesses all the time. No. You know, it's just sharing our thoughts in a public format in a sense. And of course, that keeps us business mind front and center, which you know, but that's I don't think that's your motive for doing it nor mine.
1: Um, yeah, I mean most of my business comes word of mouth.
0: But you post, why do you post as often as you do?
1: So I love connections, mm-hmm. my number two core value. And it's really important to me to stay, you know, apprised of what other people are doing. I'm right. curious. I'm, I, I love to be open and then really give other people that permission to be open with me. Love it. I'm just, I really am incredibly curious. Yeah. I'm fascinated by human nature and human behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting because I post a lot of like um, thoughts, right? right? A lot of and I do my calendar every year filled with those thoughts, those quotes and everything. And it's crazy how many not even thinking about it, but how many clients I get from that. Yeah. People inbox me like, Hey, I love what you have to say. I'd love to come see you. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then I have the haters.
0: Right. Right. And I think people just see the, the people who are liking it, you know, the positive comments and they forget that with everything, there is the, the, I'm so used to it.
1: So this yeah. is really, I'm a polarizing person.
0: Mm-hmm. And because you do you do boldly say, like, okay, this is
1: gonna be controversial. Yeah, like you and I, I think I'm actually quite loving and diplomatic, but I I have a per certain personality. Mm-hmm. So even as a child, I was polarizing. So I've had haters my entire life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um honestly I'm used to it.
0: Another thing we have in common. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and it's it's funny because um it's I I was I don't I can't remember exactly how long ago it was but somebody was really like trying to shut me down mm-hmm. and I'm like you're making a fatal flaw in this argument and they're like what and I'm like you're assuming you're the first time somebody's told <laughs> me that I am fundamentally wrong yeah and um, I do and I do think that with every time you go a little bit more public there is going to be more of the haters because the polarizing because of the the influence or whatever you know call it he who is poopy you know aka Satan <laughs> who just doesn't want you to have that influence and that impact and I think especially as women that when we do have a voice and an opinion sometimes people are like whoa women I had a neighbor one time that was like didn't like me because I had a personality and it was before I ever had any kind of influence. Right. You just didn't like that. I could look at him in the eye. If you know, I
1: get that hundred percent.
0: And I'm like, sorry about that. And I've had people tell me, Oh, you know, Lee, you're just a lot. And now it's good that I'm a lot because as a speaker, you know, I need to be a little extra on the stage. Right. If I was just kind of like, wah, wah, that wouldn't be fun. Right. But um, I think it's a, an interesting commentary that we can look at people's lives and be like, Oh, I want that. I want that influence, or I want that ability to impact people. But to realize that with every stick you pick up, there's the other side. Absolutely. Of the
1: stick. I really though, honestly, cause social media, I mean, I got pretty big into social media before Facebook. So, you know, my, Oh, you were early adapter. I was an early. I, I'm a Gemini. I gotta be out there all the time. <laughs> and I was a public speaker in my twenties.
0: Wow. Wow. So
1: this is not new to me, but I way before that was dealing with this energy. Wow. So my own mom doesn't like me. Well. <laughs> so I grew up. <laughs> She's my like, podcast, no comments. So I have to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just sort of used to that energy. Yeah. yeah right? interesting. And it only bothers me when it's publicly
0: I've talked about my grandma who told me I was ugly and that nobody okay, would my grandma, me. that's my, my public story. My grandma's you know? thing was But why throw out all the laundry? I know, right. <laughs>
1: my grandma was like, Donnie doesn't know her place.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's okay. By the end of your life, I, she loved I me. I hear though. what you're putting down. Yes. Oh my crap. My, my great, my grandmother, uh, my great grandmother, um, would say that, you know, you're, you're in her place, you know? And then my grandmother, you know, mimicked that. And at, um, like 97 years old, apologized to me.
1: Oh, wow. And I'm the
0: only person that has ever said there was no witnesses to this conversation (laughs) she and I had on the phone. And ironically, I was like at a booth working and she's like, I'm like, okay, this happens every five years. And for some reason, I answered the phone because typically it would be her telling me something I had done wrong. Right. Right. You know, that, you know, was going to ruin my life and everyone's life and all that kind of stuff. So I don't even know why I answered the phone because I was at work. And I was like gesturing clients away, you know, like I was there to make money, and I'm like gesturing people away because my grandma's like being nice. And then she actually apologized to me, and we don't. That's really people that I'm the only person we ever know of that
1: she apologized, and yeah. I have a
0: family member who's like she did not because it's a sign of weakness. Oh. in the family culture to apologize, mm. which I I think the opposite. I think the most empowering thing I can do is my ch- to my children is apologize. apologize, When I make a mistake and when I apologize to people like, Oh, you're right. Yeah. I could have done that better. You're right, son. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, daughter. (laughs) You know, I said to my son recently, you're the first time I've done this, you know, I'm navigating. This This is all new experience for me too. I don't have like the perfect roadmap, you know, but, um, I think that is an interesting thing. So speaking at 20, um, did you always know you wanted to be kind of out there? Yes.
1: So, I mean, as a very small child, I wanted to teach and train. And I used to think of, you know, retreats I would do and classes I would teach. And so I've always wanted to do what I do. It really did start many years of studying human nature and human behavior, as well as like the nature of this realm, like Mm -hmm. natural law, hermetic principles. It's a very weird child. And, (laughs) and then, and I loved talking in church, you know, giving, classes in church. And, and then I started speaking for the junior miss program uh, for their contestants. I would Uh train them in self-confidence and self-worth. Yeah. So did that throughout my twenties and really fell into coaching. I was working as a photographer. That's how I was making my full-time living, running a photography business.
0: That explains we always have nice pictures. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, my husband is a professional, very
0: professional photographer. He does that mm-hmm. full-time. Oh, well. There it goes. So, yes. She's per- had hey. lots of nice words, good grammar, and pretty pictures. <laughs> <laughs> perfect Yeah.
1: So, in my early 30s, still working full-time as a photographer, and when I would teach or give these, spe- you know, speeches, basically, there were always one or two people that would ask for private coaching.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And... And I was writing for a couple of magazines and newspapers just locally. Right. Um,
0: so always entrepreneurial. Oh, always well, your own. I started
1: my business at seven. That's what I do is I'm an entrepreneurial coach. And so that's my passion. Absolutely. 100%. I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. Um, that's everything to me. I'm psychologically unemployable. <laughs> I felt so, difficult. I have too much ADD. I, for, I have to be, z- to, zero ADD, but what yeah. I have is rebellion. I cannot with someone telling me what to do.
0: Well, I've had, I've had some pretty good job offers uh, a little bit before COVID. And I was like, maybe I'm supposed to take a job. And I just gone through a cancer scare. So I'm like, mm. you know, maybe I'm supposed to, and, um, you know, long story short, I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm exactly on the right path, but I realized, you know, I'd have to go to the same place every day. Nope. And I love that this morning, when my basement was flooding, I was like, "It's all gonna work out," and that you can work and in I your And I didn't pajamas. have to call anybody. I am literally, I am braless right now. I do not have a bra. Uh,
1: <laughs> I haven't worn a bra in seven years, oh, so I <laughs> work from home.
0: Yeah, no, you and, have a bra right now. I do not. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Okay. I'm blessed for for you, young men. <laughs> <laughs> I I am a I am a big fan of um, of keeping the girls stationary when I move around. So that doesn't, that doesn't, uh, no. Okay. No, I, I am, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we can be friends. This is like a a breakable thing that you don't have, you have your tata's flying loose. I don't know if we can, we can work on this difference. Well, I'm a free spirit,
1: I'm a free spirit with a spotless house. So I'm a very weird combination, but yeah, yeah, I like, I work from my home. It's it's beautiful. It's organized, but I do it my way. And my Mm -hmm. clients know that they are welcome to show up for their sessions in sweats, in pajamas. I have a um, welcome mat that says come as you are.
0: Love it. Love it.
1: And I mean that. Yeah, no. Right. I know you mean that.
0: I know you mean that. And I think that's beautiful because um, uh, without saying the name, but somebody posted something on Facebook and they were like, this particular person has the four types of things, and you have to be these things. I'm being vague on purpose, and I was kind of like I, hate, I feel kind of poopy saying this publicly on her post, but I'm like I totally agree. You know, we get these coaches, these gurus, whatever, that are saying every people belong in these. Things. Now I love personality tests. I love you know it being another tool to kind of know and delve into who I am, but I'm more than just that type or that color or that right. letter. Right. I'm, I'm a, yeah, you know, so I'm a high I in the personality test, right? Um, the disc personality test. I'm a, I haven't done that one. I, the one I did, I really liked because it goes into your motivators. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. Um, but you know, on the, the color code, I'm a blue, red, yellow with one white. So I joke that I want to be connected I want to have fun. I might I want to be in control and I want to have fun. And I don't care how you feel about it. I'm a red
1: yellow. <laughs> yeah. ENFJ and Meyer Briggs, uh, Enneagram, I'm a seven eight. Right.
0: But if we go around being like, oh, as a a blue, I only care about connection right. and I, I can't ever be in charge of a room. You know what I mean? Yeah, me? yeah.
1: It's limiting. Right. It's, yes. I totally and, get it. And so l-
0: narrowing people into like you are this. Which I think the only thing that matters is we're all children of God. And if people don't believe in God, then, okay, we're all human beings. Right. And, you know, the person in India deserves the same love and respect that I have. Right. Right. Or the CEO of, you know, the biggest company or whatever. Right. We all deserve love and respect and we're all have value and equal value, but we have different talents and we have different capacity and we have different lessons that we are to learn right?
1: Yeah. we have different things that hold meaning for us. And so
0: you can't put every single, the billions of people that have ever lived and put them into, you know, one, two and three, four.
1: No, absolutely not. It's been fascinating to me coaching now for 20 years and I've tried, I'm trying to figure out how many sessions I've done, but at least 8,000. Oh yeah. Yeah. And a hundred plus retreats and workshops. I mean, this is, I'm not a beginner, right? Right, So I have a lot of experience in seeing patterns And, you know, the main thing I teach is core values. And it's really interesting because you can get, I'll have a room full of 20 people when I'm doing a workshop. And let's say four of those people have one of their core values is stability, Mm -hmm. but what they mean by stability is totally different than what the other person means by stability.
0: Right, right. So even then,
1: even if you found someone with the same core values in the same order, it's like a fingerprint. It would mean something totally different Mm -hmm. to every person. So there's this interesting combination of people are, you know, the same in a lot of ways, right? Human beings are the same in a lot of ways, but we really are motivated by different things. And that fascinates me because I think we, it's easy to judge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's easy to judge another person and
0: And, and project.
1: Absolutely. Because their
0: judgment is, oh, they're different than me. And projection is they're like me. So I don't like that. Well, and, and they,
1: they kind of, people look at someone else and go, you should mm-hmm. be this certain way. Mm-hmm. And so when people come to my house, which they do a lot, cause that's where I work, I get the same comments over and over. Like, I wish my house was as clean as yours. And I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna tell you something about myself. I do nothing else. I don't cook at all. I don't do projects. I don't do crafts. Um, my house is beautiful because I buy whatever I want. It, it's a, it, I don't do creative projects with my kid. Right.
0: You know, um, I do have four, but only one at home. Well, people would come over and say the same thing to me when my kids were two and a half and four and they're like, your house is too clean. And I'm like, how many kids do you have and in Utah? They're going to have four or five. Right. And they're like, well, you know, six kids, five kids. And I'm like, I have two, I well, have two. Well, not even that, I mean, the, you know? the, It's
1: your value. It's what you value. You know, for me, my number one core value is workability. If my life doesn't flow with ease, I'm unwell, mm-hmm. and that's a blessing and a curse. Just like everything is, there's a shadow to that. Right. OCD, right. perfectionistic. There's a light to that. I'm extremely organized. Right. But it's because that's what
0: moves me. I've been like that my entire life. Now I know you coach people on the core value. Yes. So I'm gonna. I I want to. I don't want you to like spill all the beans here because they can reach out to you to get that. I want to go like deeper. Right. Um, So when you're like recommending somebody like dating or, you know, getting married, um, my husband and I personality tests are opposites.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like every color code says we should Yeah, every personality test. We shouldn't be together, but because our core values line up, what's important to us in life. So that's probably your principles and your priorities. Okay. 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 See, words are important, (laughs) right? Yeah. You know? So
1: principles. So when I'm, t- when I'm talking to people about, cause David, I talk
0: about our character, you know, like what we are, I call the trajectory, like yes. what our long-term your master life, plan and, and mm-hmm. not just life, but like eternity. Totally. Right. How we view that is the same. And we believe that God brought us together. We work. So that's pro- that's more principle
1: based. So it's very important in my opinion, in relationships to have common principles, um, most people don't even know what their principles are, Mm -hmm. which is interesting to me because we all live by principles and principles can change throughout your life.
0: Do we? It's been, I I was listening to something interesting where we were talking about how people are talking about their truth. And I'm like, at first I'm like, well, yeah, everybody can kind of have their truth, you know, the way they see the world. And that's fine. We all do that. You know, I have my way. I see it. But the issue is when their truth infringes on other people's truth. With I'm like, well, of course, you know, you can't go around being like, um, you know, I joke that I'm a black woman, you know, like I have the curves, my black friends say that they agree my name is a black name. Like sometimes I show up and they're like, you know, talk to Uh, me. uh, Surprised that you're white. Yeah. And they'll be like, You're you're white. And I'm like, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm I I believe so, you know, (laughs) haven't taken the genetic test, but I believe I am white, (laughs) you know, and they're just surprised. And so I have a joke, but I don't get to go around saying I deserve, um, you know, affirmative action, right. You know, I don't get to, you know, well, there's a lot, maybe it's a bad example, there's truth with a capital T and there's truth with a small T. So, but I think people confuse truth of the capital T that's always been true. will always, that will never change. You know, and I think, of course, people can disagree on what that is, but you know, honesty, you so, know, because to me, that would be God. But some people who don't believe in that, they still are going to have, like, you have to be kind to other people. So here's the thing I've
1: studied this for many, many, many years. Excellent. Um, <laughs> so truth with a capital T in this realm is natural law. Um, some people call it the Hermetic Principle, also oh, like gravity. Mm, that's physics. So I'm talking about cause and effect. Okay. Right. There's cause and effect is a 365, 24 seven for every human being that ever lived. If a two year old is close to a cliff, reality doesn't say, but they're only two. They don't know better. They will fall off the cliff and die. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Just right. like the person who does it on purpose. So we don't control our consequences, but we. So the best we can do is try to control our actions. So a cause and effect is really the main truth that right. we live
0: by. Right. And you, but can, I do think that society is pushing against being yeah. upset. There are consequences. And how's that going? Yeah. It is. <laughs> so it's really, the, love, you guys didn't see Donnie face, <laughs> but it was like,
1: okay, so I'm <laughs> going to give you an example of this. So let's say again, with all these sessions, I've heard everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, many people have come to me and said, so I'm having an affair. And what I know, both from personal experience and from coaching for 20 years is that's not going to go well, right? It doesn't matter about what religion you are, or if you have to confess to somebody or Mm -hmm. whatever, what I know is that you cannot control the consequences of that.
0: And you can't, and it's not necessarily all about how your spouse is going to feel no, no, it's no. how you feel it's, about you.
1: So there are so many factors and right. we like to think that we can control the outcome of that. And we literally can't. It's mm-hmm. like, if you think about throwing a, a baseball, the second it's out of your hand, you don't control where it's going. Right. And so. Ideally, over time, we go. Okay, I know that this is not going to go well. I got to clean it up quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that. You know, speaking just kind of of this realm of affairs. Let's say I have, you know, someone messaging me on Facebook. I can know instantly. Ooh, this. I know this route. Right. Like I they're turning with you. I don't need to go anywhere right. here. So then, for me,
0: I look at my. You know, you're talking sp- about like the guys that messaging. Yes. Me, like, you're really yes. good looking, and you're what. whatever.
1: Or, you know, just even an ex kind of flirtation of mine messaged me recently and I just showed Gideon immediately. I was like, so so so-and-so is messaging me. He's saying this. I know him well enough to know he actually doesn't mean anything by it, Mm -hmm. but I'm just going to be transparent. That's coming from Gideon being your spouse. Yes. For those who don't know you. He's my spouse. So it's like, um, I've been down this road before and I know what does and doesn't work. Right. So there are some kind of bigger ones mm-hmm. that are the consequences typically are quite drastic and not what you will love. There are other things like I can't eat food coloring. I'm deathly allergic to it, whereas other people can eat food coloring. Right. So if that's, so that's truth, your that's my true. Right? Yes. Right. And the and really what I ask people to look at is. Re- cause and effect. Are you enjoying? Is this thing that you're doing leading you towards what you want? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working with people, I'm like, okay, you have a master plan, and it's very important you be on the same page with your
0: partner right? in your master plan. And yet when people date, they're, oh, am my- I? I'm, am I attracted to them? Am I, are they attracted to me? Do we like me? the same
1: music? Yeah.
0: Do we like doing the same things? So chemistry you know? and
1: compatibility are important, but we
0: got to go deeper with those right. things. But I, having been married for 23 years, my husband and I do not have the only, and the only hobby that we have that's the same is we like both being outdoors. Mm-hmm. However, he does it much more intensely than I do. So we go on a hike, we start together and he loops back for me right? So we're not together, but the way it.
1: that would be a conflict was if you were stopping him from hiking.
0: Oh yeah. I'm like, right. Go, go the way you want. Yeah. So
1: we have principles. I always see it as a triangle. So I see on the bottom right-hand corner, this is just how I visualize it. Those are principles. That's the, the actual foundation from which from which we live our lives. Right. So an example of that, I have two main principles. I live my life by One's called the non-aggression principle, not inflicting force on anybody's body mm, or property.
0: Mm, okay, mm, So I'm doing, I'm doing a, mm,
1: mm, yeah, raise the heads, which does right not then. mean you can't defend yourself, but, but with the non-aggression principle, the principle behind defense is you only defend with the same force that's inflicted. Mm-hmm. So if somebody says something mean to me, I can't go punch them. Right. Right. If somebody right. punches me, I can't shoot them. It's so
0: that's not aggression principles. Very simple. Right. But you, you don't get to burn down someone's house. No, ever. Right. You, ever. Don't, you don't get to, um, you know, attack their kid ever. Right.
1: So then the second principle I live my life by is body autonomy. So we own our own bodies mm-hmm. and this is so important to me. Um, as you know, having a traumatic childhood where that was not honored. Right. And we have that in common we as do well. Have that in yeah. common. And, um, having like lots of experiences where that was not honored. And like medically for me, I have some really serious allergies to chemicals. And so if I go to the doctor, I have to have that honored. I cannot have him give me something I need to be listened to. I mean, I have a very specific type of body. Right. And so, but, and I, I honor every person's body. Mm -hmm. That means if that person wants to get, um, you know, they're an adult, they're 18 or over, and they want to get gauges or tattoos or whatever, I look at that and I say they own their own body, right? And they are allowed to do whatever they want mm-hmm. with their own body as long as it does not inflict force on another person, right? Or they, they can't, can't be going around
0: tattooing other people,
1: exactly. Yeah. So Without those,
0: so those are the two principles. I <laughs> but my life, that guide. body autonomy is so important because you know I, mean, I want to make sure the audience got what we're talking about. Yeah you know, sexual abuse, assault. And with children, we have to train them to understand they have autonomy. Cause when you know they're in that other people do. We don't even have autonomy. Right. You know, because that we're like, you're in my bubble space yeah. as I'm, you know, feeding you or whatever. But as they grow, we have to make sure they understand that they don't have to give hugs. They don't and have that they to cannot inflict on somebody
1: else. Right. Right. I, I have a child who's naturally very aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I had to teach him you
0: don't get to, yeah, I inf- have flicked force on your siblings yep. or anyone else. Well, I, I do this whole thing where I teach them when you're bathing, right? So you're like bathing and you're, oh, look, you're able to rub your own arm and clean your own arm. And then that you're in charge of cleaning your arm. And then you're also in charge of not hitting with that arm. You know, I didn't mean to. Well, that's weird. Who is that arm attached yes, to? Who, who's and so it's this humorous way of kind of being like, that's now your arm. And so that means I can't yank it and you can't hit it.
1: So it's, it's such a beautiful principle to live by. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not always the easiest principle to live by. Uh, You know, um, I've been up against it a couple of times with my own children and really had to be honest with myself. Uh, My 14 year old makes different choices than I do. Mm -hmm. Now this doesn't mean I'm going to let her drink or smoke or, you know what I'm saying? It will harm her. But what? she's
0: 18, yeah, well, she can't when she's 18. She can't drink till she's 21 in well, this country.
1: She can't buy alcohol, but I can't stop her physically. Right. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I can control to a degree what goes on in my own home. But part of, to, for me, the body autonomy is also they own their own spirit and they own their own mind. Mm-hmm. And so
0: I can guide, but I really honor people's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, um, so my son has a serious girlfriend mm-hmm. and uh, they've been dating for, 18, 19 months now. And in our religious, you know, yeah. experience, you know, you're not really encouraged to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend before you go serve a mission because mm-hmm. it's just gonna be a distraction. So of course that's in my back of my mind. But anyway, I have friends who don't have children who would say, Lita, you need to break them up. You need to, and I I make this funny comparison. I'm like, you know, just children take over your whole entire life. You know, your your bowels will adjust to pooing and peeing when it works for your children <laughs> you yes. know you, you the concept yes. of privacy is gone and then just when you're like okay I got this down they're like myself yep it's one of their first words yep. that they're gonna a lot of kids will come out with and um having not had I was told as a child that I did not have that the children's feelings were not real right and that um and my experience has been that no outside of the feeling of grief I never had more intense feelings than I did as a child. And so uh, you know, the grief of having yes. a child. Yes. And so, but you know, the feelings of hurt and anger and resentment and jealousy and pain, because I didn't have the, the cumulative years of how to deal with, you know, Hey, basement's flood. I can be, I can choose my attitude. I'm going to talk about how exciting this is and how fortunate I am that, you know what? It's just money. You know, money can be replaced, money right? Money like is the
1: cheapest way to pay for anything. And
0: there's a line I love that says <laughs> that if money can fix it, it's not a problem. And keep in mind, I'm the girl that lived off of school lunch when I was a kid, right? Right. So I'm not, I, I realize I'm peeking from a place of, you know, if financial you have stability. the money, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then if it, yes, I but totally get our, that. When we, when we had no money, um, one time our heater went out and the guy came over and he's like, it's going to cost, you know, Three hundred bucks or something to fix this part in the heater, and I was like, you know what? I don't have a lot of money, but I'm a really good house cleaner and I'm a really good cook. And do you? I don't see a wedding ring on your hand. Would you like me to bring you some home cooked meals? And we ended up negotiating. You know that I would go clean his house when he wasn't there, and I brought him so many meals to replace the value. While you're talking that he about like, the
1: story of my life. I <laughs> have traded and bartered my entire life. Um, I grew up with it. My dad's an artist. We got all our dental work done, all of our furniture. So when I was little, I want, my parents were very, very poor when I was little. Starving artists. Starving artists beyond. And now don't I know your dad? I don't know. I think you do. His name's John Burton. Maybe. He's an amazing artist. Maybe,
0: maybe. And
1: when I was little, that was my example. So when I was little, I wanted dance lessons, singing lessons, and piano lessons. Uh-huh. And I knocked on those people's doors and offered to babysit their kids and help them clean Love their houses. It. And I was bartering, yeah, at eight, nine years yep. old, and I've bartered my entire life. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I bartered today. Yeah. actually, for my calendar. But isn't parenting what you're talking back? Yeah. what you're talking about, the, the, the service that we offer our children, yes. is I will feed you, put a shelter over you, you your head, yes. and to teach you certain things to yes. be a functioning adult. And in exchange for that service that I'm providing you, you have to have respect, you know, but I don't, I'm not going to hurt you. You're not going to hurt me. Right. Absolutely. But they still
1: own their own bodies.
0: Right. They still, they still own that. And we have to give people, you know, we're not little humans that don't have feelings. We're little humans that don't know how to process our feelings. We don't know how to process these huge emotions We're big humans who don't know how to, well, I have a joke <laughs> with my kids that I say, unless you pay your own bills and take responsibility for your own stuff in your life. Sometimes I use the other word depends on how irritated <laughs> I am at the moment. You're not an adult and there's plenty of 50 year olds walking around that are not adults because they're not paying for their own life and they're not taking responsibility for the mess they make.
1: Yeah. That, right? that, that is so unbelievably real. Like yes, and and going we'll back, do a moment of silence. To, I, I know, remember, right? to Think the, of the, people the realness they know. of that. Bless <laughs> bless their hearts. Yeah. Um, this and and going back to this idea of principles, if people are not clear what their principles are, they're gonna be pulled in a million different mm-hmm. directions throughout their life.
0: Absolutely. And
1: you know, um, you can experiment with those, obviously, and you probably will, but at some point, hopefully you have the wisdom to say this is actually, we're not really making the rules. We're making the choices. Yep. The rules of this realm exist Mm -hmm. and natural law is going to win, but only every single time.
0: Yes. But only, only only every every single time. time. So,
1: so that's the kind of that corner of the triangle is that principles. And then we have the other corner of the triangle, which is priorities.
0: Mm -hmm. And those will change throughout your life. Okay. So we've got, Okay, let's just make sure we got top of the pri- triangle. His core values. Core values, then principles. The
1: base is principles and priorities. So you know, priorities. And again, going back to compatibility with a spouse, a partner, you really want to have these two pretty tied in, mm-hmm. to where your principles and your priorities are very, very similar. Priorities are things like um, you know, I have. Only one minor child left. I have a 14 year old. She is. Are you dying? Not. I'm thrilled out of my freaking (laughs) mind. Okay.
0: We have another difference. I, I, I I joke with my kids that when they leave home, I'm going to walk around like our cat at night when she's bored. She's like meow, meow. I know. That I. That's what I'm going to do. No, I mean, um, I haven't been bored since I was four, no, no, but <laughs> I, I was going to say bored is not a thing, but I'm going to, I'm just basically saying how I'm going to miss them. Oh. You know, I love my children
1: and parenting. I know you do. It does not come. I just didn't get naturally. tapped
0: out. On well, how, how old your kids? oldest?
1: Well, he's, he's 19. So I have a 28 year old. Right. And so, and I rate I'm oldest of eight raised all my siblings. Ooh. Yeah. And, um, by the way, even my mom would agree with that. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I have 41 nieces and nephews that keep me
0: very busy. See me uh, bite my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <Yeah.
1: laughs> so I'm, I'm good.
0: Yeah. No, I'm you, good. You've eight siblings. Yeah. yeah. So and I, dad I was a starving artist. I've been
1: parenting my entire, entire yeah. life and I love it. And I love my grown children. Uh, I'm perfectly happy to Do be Do you Anna have Martina's. grandbabies yet? Not yet. Now, mm. my children all are like, we're going to get our master's degrees before we think about, oh, there's those kinds of kids. Excellent. <laughs> I would just take a grandbaby for anything.
0: Um, so well, I'm glad that they are thinking through They're very maybe been well coached in life to think through their consequences. Or maybe they watched their mom make a lot of mistakes
1: and said, we're never going to do that. <laughs> so. <laughs> I lead by example. So you had I, had college college degree, I do not. I don't either. And actually yeah. never,
0: ever, ever have regretted that for one single second. I, I did for a long time. I felt really bad. In fact, I was at a, a military um, typically, you know, officers have to have a college degree to be an officer. And so their wives typically will have the level of education of their husbands. And so I was sitting around and all these girls were kind of surrounding me and kind of pointing out how sad it was that I didn't have a college degree and my parents didn't pay their taxes. So I wasn't even able to borrow money right. until I was 24. And then I got married. And then we were like, whose priority of schooling are we going to finish and you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So anyway, um, I was kind of, you know, feeling a little picked on, you know, having a circle of women around me telling me, and my husband, who is a very, very cut and dry, very point blank analytical kind of guy, you know, engineer to the, mm-hmm. to the max, he sees what's happening. And without like, He just, he's like, well, my wife makes this much an hour. How much do you make with your degree? (laughs) And just kind of was like, this is so dumb. You guys are even not not seeing how awesome she is. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a value statement that I was allowing them to place on me, feeling bad about that. And of course I was guilty of thinking I'm not finished as an adult until I have that. And that was just my little tea truth. Right. Right. And so as soon as I let that go, I was like, oh, It's not about comparing myself. It's about me taking my skills and my assets and moving them forward and growing.
1: Absolutely. And and, I mean, I'm a master of what I do. Right. And I've been doing it for a very long time and make really good money. Mm -hmm. And it's 100% up to me. And I did think about getting a psychology degree, but I didn't, wasn't willing to be limited in what it would mean to be a licensed therapist. Right. It's like, if I need to tell you your dead grandma's here, then I'm going to tell you that, (laughs) Ah, you know, and if I'm going, I am. So you're, you're, you're an empath too. Is that what they call it? I'm a psychic. A psychic. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that's the least of what I do, right? right? That's just who I am. I was born that way. I can't, but I mean, I'm a very practical business mm-hmm. coach, and I also do a lot of relationship coaching. I have six years of formal education to do it, just not through getting a psychology degree. Right, and you're always learning and studying because I'll every notice you
0: post like I read this book Every and I had this thought, but I love how you know I got on social media because basically I was told to by God. And so when people are like, "Lido, why don't you post more about your business?" and I'm like, "Because that's not what God told me to do." You know, like there's my business yeah. plan, right? Yes. And, um, but of course, it ends up blessing the business, and it all works out, and you know,
1: it all call it all, all calls it in. I mean, the reality is, is that I. But you're
0: sharing who you are, what makes you tick, and you're not doing that because you get 100% universal likes. You're doing it because you want to be connected. Because I want to be, want to be connected. Values.
1: And when you really know somebody, when you understand them then you feel safe enough to connect when you yep. feel gotten and you get them. And that is a huge driving force for me.
0: Yeah. I feel huge. like, um, you know, especially when it comes to like challenges, like, you know, the death of my child, the more I've shared about that, the more, cause when I first started having miscarriages, society was saying, shh, 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 shh,
1: oh, I
0: know. don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. You're like, my oh, own I,
1: family didn't know about mine.
0: Oh. And I, I had learned at that point in my life that if I, and I was made hardwired to talk, which was annoying <laughs> to, to where I came from. Um, but that's who I am. And I'm like, but wait, a minute! I have the words. I have the ability to express what I'm feeling in this loss. And so even though it wasn't on social media at that point, but now that it is, I know that I'm helping people mm-hmm. and, you know, writing a book on sexual abuse, it's helping people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I can open up the pathway for someone to have that conversation with themselves, let alone other people, people have to do that. Somebody has to might as well be me. Right. Absolutely. It's, and it
1: really does go back to that's something that you really value. Right. And you then know?
0: going back to connecting that anytime anyone feels alone I'm like, go talk to people. Or if you demonize a group, go talk to them. Yeah.
1: Get, right. get to know them, get to understand them. You don't have to agree with someone to understand someone.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this is why you actually don't have to have the same core values as your spouse you know, going back to priorities, you just have to have the
0: principles and priorities. And, and, yes.
1: If, if, you know, if you and your spouse both really have, to me, I'm my number one priority, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Cause my own wellness yeah. isn't essential. Can't, you can't, you got to put your oxygen. You really do. On like first. that's just right. the
1: truest thing ever. And then, but, but when you, but
0: have, that's a principle that a lot of times people struggle with. So that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, little truth bomb. But over.
1: reality will show you. No, I, I completely agree.
0: I'm just, yeah. For the woman out there going, what did she just say? Yep. We both agree on this. You have to take care of you in order to really give in a healthy way to other people.
1: And when you have a child zero to five years old, or you have a special needs child much longer than that, you, that line between your own wellness and your child's wellness is going to be fuzzy. If I have a baby and that baby needs to eat at two o'clock in the morning, it doesn't matter how tired I am. Right. But what I will do and did do is default back to being in the middle of my own circle of stewardship. Mm -hmm. Right. So this goes back. This absolutely goes back to priorities. Now that my youngest child is 14. Yeah. I get to be in the middle of that circle most of the time, but I'll tell you, if it comes down to something I'm going to do for her, for her own wellness, that is inconvenient for me. Right. you bet I'm going to choose her. Right. You know? Right. So, and then it kind of goes out from there, your spouse, your business,
0: you know, so your adult kids, they do change priority. The priority yeah. does change because they bring their, especially like if they're getting married, I mean, with my son having a serious girlfriend, I, my opinion is not the most important. Oh, opinion. it is
1: certainly not. And I'm like, <laughs> and that is wait a, a
0: minute. <laughs> Um, which we definitely have, but to my children
1: about. are really very independent adults at this point, right? right. They 22, 26 and 28. They haven't lived at home for many years. They make their own money. It doesn't mean I'm not there when they need me, but it means that priorities shift throughout life. But when you have a spouse with similar priorities and, and really compatible priorities and principles, that makes it very workable. Then you have that foundation of the triangle. The core values um, we don't choose, so we do choose our principles and priorities. Yes, but yes, we don't we do. choose our core values. So there's been a lot of research about this, and you were born and die with the same core values. Oh, okay. So so it's, it's not like personality. No. Nope. Okay. So I'll kind of explain. So, um, and the obviously the expression of what you value will change throughout your life. Mm-hmm. But let's say just kind of bringing up my own. So workability. As a small child, I was constantly trying to create workability.
0: Um, And you're talking about the flow and cleanliness of things. So
1: so order, cleanliness, organization, flow, all of those serve my desire and deep value of workability. So I really mean I have a life that works. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because you often will unconsciously
0: judge. And when you said you don't do other things like you enjoy working, you are producing and in production mode all the time. Yes. And but I, it I has rest, to have a point. I, like,
1: it, it has to, it has to, I have to know where, what I'm working towards. I'm a very long picture thinker, mm-hmm. but I also have legacy as mm-hmm. a core value. Right, right, right. So I have workability connection, legacy in that order. And so throughout my life, it's going to look different, but I was interested in genealogy as a small child. Mm-hmm okay legacy right, right right is a core value of mine i have a so much ready for my grandchildren i don't even who aren't even conceived but <laughs> legacy is a really important value of mine
0: and she's not bitter they have not come yet
1: <laughs> <laughs> very divine timing i have a dog he keeps me he's yeah he's yeah. my
0: i have cats for he's my my, for my uh cuddles that yeah. i didn't get enough of from my children you yeah. know because i didn't have more of them my yeah. children are very affectionate but because I didn't get enough <laughs> cuddling from my children. Oh, my poor I, dog, I have cats that are like,
1: Meow. <laughs> <laughs> my dog will cuddle me forever.
0: Oh, good. So I might steal your dog. <laughs>
1: so as how would it express if I have workability as a core value, it's going to be different in first grade than it is right now as a 52 year old. Right. So the expression of your core values changes. You can also be in the light of that or the shadow. Like I said, OCD perfectionism, in my mm-hmm. house to not even look lived in. And I had three mm-hmm. small children and they're probably going to, it's probably what they talk to their therapists about. Well, you know,
0: every healthy people go to therapy of some sort. Yes. Yeah. They, I
1: had to give them something to talk about. Right. But you know, it, it's like, so people will go, well, that's not true. I haven't cared about the same thing my whole life. I'm like, I promise you have once we really, but you're talking to about it, the
0: light and the shadow, like, okay. So just making like a comparison, like ADD, I'm glad I grew up in a time where people weren't like, oh, you have ADD, that's terrible. They were like, oh, you have ADD. Okay, here's here's this uh, pencil you can roll on your desk. Here's some papers to decorate. Does that make sense? Like they gave me things to play with. Absolutely. And that I, because if I'm doing something else with my hands, my brain is actually open up to learning things. Yeah. But if I have to sit there with my hands quietly and now they're like, oh, we got to medicate, right? I'm glad I grew up in an era where they were just like, oh, it's a different learning style. Because I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just a way that I'm doing and my brain is thinking and going to the next thing. And I feel like it's an asset to me. Uh, well, I,
1: my, both my husband and my 14-year-old have ADHD. And
0: my husband and my son both have Tourette's. And I think it's an asset to them. It's just a, an idea, like the personality test. Like, oh, OK, here's some homework for you. Here's a way for you to kind of learn and to see how you work to enhance your best self. And so, coming back to, does it give you what you want? But if you're living in the shadow of it, it would be the shame. It would be the, oh, I'm not good enough because I have X, Y, Z late. That's yes. what you're talking and about, right?
1: To a degree. I mean, it's the balance and the imbalance. So to me, my workability is, is it leading me to my master plan? If it's in the shadow and I'm really crazy OCD, that's not workable. Right. So right. it's, it's a way to be
0: balanced, but or also to have it in
1: context
0: are keeping like the OCDness? uh, you wouldn't let anyone over to your home. Like that, that could be a form of the shadow
1: of OCD. It could be for me. I could never do that. Cause connection is a core value. Right. But I'm just, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and again, I don't know, we've got to have context to all this. What is it you're going for? Like, what is the life that h- brings you meaning and satisfaction and joy And so knowing what you value and knowing what your spouse values is really everything. Because again, hopefully you're on board with the principles and priorities and hopefully you understand yours, but then that, that what you value, um, my core values are not the same as Gideon's core values. So his are creation, sovereignty, and growth. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is get completely behind those core values for him, for yeah. him. Right. So when he's not doing well, his seasonal, you know, affect disorder, effect, right. however you say that I will be like,
0: Hey, why don't you go out in the garage and build something? Well, my husband has a season pass and it's an investment for skiing. Oh, and somebody, hundred percent. And somebody mentioned to me, Oh, that's nice that he has that. And I'm like, it's not, a, it's basically medication. It's medicine. He is up there at least once a week. And I don't want to go skiing once a week. I want to go skiing like three times a year. I'm good.
1: But that's, that's the thing is when you honor what but matters for him, to your I spouse, would
0: sacrifice financially and have in the past to make sure that he has that. Every time. He needs to get up where the sun is happening and do it intensely.
1: If you have a spouse where you are Pushing against something and they're extremely triggered, even to the point of rage. I promise you, you just pushed against a core value of theirs. Mm -hmm. Mm, Interesting. And don't assume that you know what it is because I work with couples all the time. And the most I've ever seen is someone be able to guess one of their spouse's core values. Interesting. They, They can barely get to theirs, let alone their spouse's. Right, right. But when you know, Gideon said to me the other day, he's like, if we didn't know each other's core values, and understand and honor them we wouldn't still be together
0: because I I would I wonder if I could label them but I know where his no-go zones are and I honor that so it's probably a sense of it, and I and,
1: and really and he, with me so I'm going to give a quick quick little story about this because so I was working with a client and she said I madly love my husband we're perfect together except we've had the same fight for 30 years oh interesting and I'm like I'll solve it right now
0: Boom. And she's, she's
1: like, okay, okay everybody,
0: <laughs> she says, <laughs> don't worry. We'll put Donnie's information <laughs> in the show notes. So you can be like, I've had that fight for 30 years. So I know I had a fight with my husband for five and then we solved it, but I'm excited to hear your story.
1: So she says, I, my husband is always mad at me for spending money. So she's like, I love to go with my friends. I love to go window shopping, buy things here and there um, have experiences and I spend money on that. And he's so angry about it. And then I get angry that he's angry. Mm -hmm. So we had this, you know, we're, we were doing a core value session. So we got to that. Her number one core value is fun. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what incentivizes her. That's what she needs. That's what gives her life. So going out with
0: her girlfriends and the, the mystery of what she might find. Yes.
1: All of that, Uh right. Exploration for her was part of that fun. Um, these aren't just like three words, like your top three core values. Each one of those is its own energy. Right, right. So it's it's not limiting at all. It's not restrictive. So she's very. It's uh, what opens
0: up the juices exactly and, and the endorphins yes. and all of that. Yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. what makes
1: you feel alive. So what? I, so she's talking and she's explaining his reaction, and I said, "What I'm wondering is if." And this is just a place to start. What if? Your husband's number one core value is security. Mm
0: -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. And part of that is having a certain amount of money.
0: Because for a lot of people who value security, predictability is part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my husbands, but I think it's also one of mine. So we both are driven by a certain security and stability and
1: like a foundation
0: having a certain foundation. We've always liked having a savings account. Yes. And sometimes it was a hundred bucks. But <laughs> if but first there are people
1: life. that are like, I don't feel well, unless I have X amount of money mm-hmm. and some people it's a high number. So let's say that for her, her husband had, I really need there to be this, you know, at least $10,000 in our savings account. And then she's spending money on dinners and trinkets and experiences with her friends and Which he,
0: trivial to him compared to that $10,000. Well,
1: yeah, he sees her as not caring about what matters to him. So as I'm having this conversation with her, she you know, tears up, kind of starts crying. She said, that's what he, everything you just said is what he's been telling me for 30 years. But I just thought he didn't care about what
0: uh, I was doing. They're triggering each other. So I said, yeah. go home
1: and say, I'm so sorry. I said, and you can start by either apologizing or explaining to him. You know, I was spending that money. What I realized it was because I value fun so much. But I am so sorry that I didn't listen and that I hit against this. So she messages me three days later. She was, she's funny. She's like, You saved my marriage. I'm like, Well, you already had a really good marriage. But she said, I went home and said everything that we talked about. And she said, My husband, who never cries, started crying. Oh. And he said, "I know it tears. It makes me tear up." She, he says, "This is the first time I felt like you truly get me in 30 years."
0: Oh, which you know, frankly, shows what a good man he is and what a good right. woman she is. Yes, that they have, you know, hurt each other in that way, and you know, and they—they're they, really by good. Undervaluing to, yes. their premise of who they were.
1: Well, it's—it's like, it's an unconscious thing. It's not like either one of them meant to do that, but now. What they did is they came up with a solution. Their solution is she has a fun fund. Right. It doesn't come out of their savings. It doesn't come out of their checking. Right. And so he, his security is not hit against, nor is her fund hit against. Right. But what the, the magical moment was when she realized that her husband valued security as much as she values fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And that how she felt when he would hit against her fund is how he feels when she hits against his security. So it's not that you have necessarily the same core values as your spouse or your children or your best right. friend. It's that knowing what matters to them and honoring that and them knowing what matters to you and honoring that. If I say to Gideon, you know, he used to leave stuff on the kitchen table and I'd be like, hey, I need you to move that. And it's not hurting anybody. Now, all I have to say is, babe, it's really hitting against my workability. He understands what I mean so deeply. And he understands the power of that for right, me. Right. And there's not a single other word said. Mm-hmm.
0: He, and the nice thing about having the same definition around words, because we yes. as humans, yes, we have all these ideas and filters, things, and, and we beliefs. have to find a word that represents that, which kind of goes back to what we were talking about, you know, with people getting upset, you know, about. Things you say, and it's like that word could have a different meaning for that. That's why, and that's why we have to have conversations. What do you
1: mean when you say fun, security, workability? But that really means that you've got to look at your own self Mm -hmm. and see what you mean when you say that word. You know, people hear me say connection; that doesn't surprise them. I'm extremely extroverted, and but what I don't think they get is that at this point in my life, what I mean by connection is. Full presence, right? We could have done this podcast over Zoom. I yeah, freaking you hate chose,
0: Zoom. You chose to come and be here. I want
1: to be here with which you, which is
0: so much more fun for me. But it's really hard to say, "Hey, can you drive?" And of course, I have people on the other side of the country that we've right, done. Right, yeah, and there is a convenience to it, but um, I insist upon doing it because I've done podcasts where it's all over the phone, right? And yeah. I can't see them. I do
1: sessions over the phone, and it is.
0: Not, well, not my podcast but i mean doing yes. Yes. you know being yes. other people's podcasts. and what i've noticed is i interrupt them a lot more because i can't see the visual cues visual
1: cues are huge for me it's one of the main things i'm reading as i'm coaching i want their micro expression i want to see how they're breathing i want to see them put their arms over their chest in defense right. i want to see where we're going and th- To know that full presence is such a huge part of communication. I mean, sorry, of connection changed everything for me and my husband. He was like, I know connection matters to you. And he was constantly trying to give it to me. And I kept saying, you know, we're not connecting. We're not connecting. Right. And one day he's like, okay, we were together every night this week.
0: And I said, with your family. So my husband and I, the fight we had for five years (laughs) was he knew that talking was important expression to me. is probably one of your core values right you know he knew that we needed to have that time talking and when he was in law school you know we made a deal that he was going to do that he's going to do it very intensely my husband does everything he does that would probably be one of his his intensity right <laughs> i don't know passion if purpose purpose probably mastery i mean there are lots yeah. of things that yeah. be. so um and so he didn't feel like he had time to talk to me but we made a deal that we wouldn't worry about that for three years and I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's not, this isn't working because to me, I thought all I need is eye contact. You got me, babe. I got you right. That's all I needed. But because I wasn't expressing to him, he thought talking meant time.
1: Yes. Right. Yes. It didn't
0: have to be time. It just had to be very intentional. Eye contact, yes. bodies facing each other. Engagement, And that's
1: why you have to know, but once once he got
0: what my definition of that was, it was like that story you described. He was like, I mean, it wasn't 30 years, but it was just like, oh, and it changed overnight. It does. And the thing that's so funny is it was 10 seconds. You guys,
1: this, I call it the million dollar deposit. This is what you can give someone that they will care about more than anything else. Oh, with your kids, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Is you just now gave them what they were asking for, and it right. ha- and then they run off happy as can be, feeling seen, gotten, heard, loved, and you could have done something else that you think. This is why everyone thinks they're givers. I give way more than I receive. You give <laughs> what either you want, what you yeah, or what you think they want. But when you give to people in a way that holds meaning for them, right, that changes everything. Like Absolutely. right now I have a new brand new daughter-in-law. Uh, they got married November 4th. I don't know her core values uh uh-huh.
0: and it's driving, driving nuts. me nuts because
1: <laughs> we're not connecting. I don't know how to give to her. I don't know how to support so her
0: being a coach and a mother-in-law can, can you, can you just say, I'd love to sit down and get to know you because this is something that helps me connect. It'll probably have
1: to be done more subtly than that. And probably with my son there as well. Uh-huh. And my, my kids all know their core values. We talk about it very openly, but I need to know hers because otherwise I literally don't know how to show up. And it's not that I'm being manipulative. It's not, I no. want to meet her manipulating, in
0: a way that honors her. Manipulating is trying to get someone to do something they wouldn't normally do. Right. You know? Yes. That, and this is what they intentionally do. And this is, communication
1: look if you know that your mother-in-law craves appreciation and you can walk in her house and say and find something genuine and sincere Mm -hmm. to appreciate and then right then when people feel gotten they relax right now they're open to connection that's not a manipulation that's an honoring of where you meet her
0: manipulating is trying to get someone to do something they wouldn't normally do
1: yes you know so you're just doing it without
0: saying and I live in the deaf culture, and I love it because it's like, hey, this is what I need.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a, isn't it? A, it's all my sister's an interpreter. She went on a deaf mission. Yeah,
0: I did so I did too.
1: Okay, yeah. so yeah, and then
0: I after my my mission, so an eighteen month period, you know, for girls, two years for boys, um, I got my degree, my my sign linguistics degree and my associate's degree. um, Lived in the deaf culture. Was it God? You deaf? She's an in interpreter BC? for a living. Yeah, so I did that, but. um, married a guy in the army and and there were not deaf people where we lived and
1: it's such a it's such a funny differences in the culture because the directness and the bluntness right uh is is quite different than ours trying to guess everything if we are if we are directly able to communicate our needs as well as willing to meet another person with what they need mm-hmm. it really truly changes the acceptance everything.
0: in the deaf culture of other deaf people is one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. You were in simply because you were deaf. And so I like to say, let's just expand that to you're human. You're human. Right. And obviously there's toxic people and people we have to have boundaries with, but let's approach the world. I would rather be shocked by someone's behavior than assume they're poopy before I give them I'm
1: it. telling you, this is one of my main things I've learned in 20 years of doing this When you know somebody's story and what they value, Mm -hmm. then they make sense to you and they no longer seem stupid or crazy. Right. Okay. Right. So even with all this political division, if say like, you know, someone's number one priority is safety. Right. And that other person's number one priority is freedom.
0: And knowing their story, like I'm never going to be okay with what happened in Afghanistan because- I'm a prior military wife. I'm a veteran's daughter. Yes. I know when they say, oh, it's sad. 13 soldiers died. I'm like, no, no, no. Those are people with families and I know them. But that's exactly, we've got
1: to get curious. Right. We've got to open up to that everyone is human and that everyone has different things that matter to them. They have different priorities. They have different principles. And when you understand them, you do not have to agree. With no. someone, no, to you understand them, it's and like to
0: a, it's like the pronoun thing. I have no problem working to adjust my language to a friend. Yes. But if someone came to me and said, in your private home, yes, when you you and your four kids, you know, your your family, you need to make sure you always are correct on the pronouns. I'm gonna be like, dude, this is my home. This is I'm gonna talk about Jesus, but I'm gonna respect your right to talk about what you want to. Just like I want you to respect my right to believe what I believe, that's and that's is is a principle of yours, right? Right.
1: So, and it is fascinating to see the difference. But what is ultimately my goal with all of this is to create unity, Mm -hmm. to create connection because I care about it, right? To create legacy because I care about it, and to create something that works. You know, that's the big thing with your core
0: values is it's what you're bringing the world, right? And the thing is, when we get focus because I was kind of trying to start because I knew it would be a good conversation with you of when we focus on the differences we can't focus on the similarities you're like no we have so much in common I'm like Donnie I'm trying to go so I get it right yeah but um that we just we can cherry pick the world and we will be discontent but if we you know just seeing what we think we see instead of really digging in and finding out how how humans are showing up in their life and we will respect them and you will respect the bum on the street for what they've survived
1: absolutely
0: right and you know because um i have a thing called no othering is what i call it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that if you are that group of people and you're demonizing that group you're the problem
1: a hundred percent and that's true for every side of the issue you know
0: if it's republican democrat liberal conservative mormon catholic jewish whatever there is never a situation in history where demonizing other group has worked out well ever. And I find it terrifying to see how comfortable our societies become with demonizing other people. But that it's got to be brought back to an individual level
1: where mm-hmm. people who already care about each other can start having those conversations
0: and it can ripple out from there. Right. And that's why COVID was so damaging is because it did rip us apart unless people had the skills to still work to connect, but physically it took the natural connection away outside of,
1: well, it certainly showed that there was already a lack of connection. It couldn't have ripped us apart like that. Had we been actually connected?
0: Good point. So
1: it, it, the last couple of years on this planet have really showed us where the cracks are (laughs) and which is a blessing.
0: Yeah, it's because like, that's our homework.
1: It's like being able to see you have cancer when there's enough time to do something about it. Right. We want this information so that we can see what gets to be addressed and restored. Right. And that in the, in my tiny little way is what I'm here for. And I really appreciate that you are the same way that you are here as a voice for you know, unity
0: and understanding and curiosity and compassion. And I love that you, um, because there's a lot of people who have a big platform, but they're saying, and i not, not everyone, I'm not like picking a name here, but they're saying everything people want to hear. Um, and I love that you are speaking truth and willing to take a risk in communication.
1: Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And open to hearing everybody's stories and right. their, And what matters to them? Because when
0: I see your posts, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, that's, this is, even if it's long, I'm like, it's going to be worth reading. And my son tells me, um, mom, your posts are too long. And I'm like, but my people are broken in and I do my little short humor ones too. Yes. yes. But though I'm, I'm trying to share a concept or an idea to inspire, enlighten or entertain. You know those are like my or all three at the same time. Yeah, if possible, right? Yes. You know. Um, and so I just I I love and honor you, Donnie. I love that you showed up to show up here. You know <laughs> in person in real life. And she was so sweet because I was writing behind schedule. <laughs> and um you that's never a comfortable feeling because I had another commitment because the basement flooded, you know, that I was late <laughs> for that. And you came in without any you know, you heard what it was and there was no, like, (sighs) I was happy as
1: could be to sit on your cute couch and, (laughs) you know, browse my social media. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty patient person with that kind
0: of thing. So I I love it. Okay. The other thing is if people want to get with you and you know, I don't typically have like, this is a business, you know, pitch, but I think most people would probably be pretty interested to meet with you to find out what their core values are. Do you have like the workshop you teach that in or so I do I do one-on-ones mostly. Uh-huh. I do teach a couple of
1: workshops and then I do a, a full big training. But everything I do is on DonnieAngel.com.
0: Okay. There you super, go. super. We'll super make easy. sure we put that in the show notes because okay. I'm like, what a fun, what a fun Christmas gift. Now that you are listen to this <laughs> after Christmas. <laughs>
1: Well, you'll have to let me know when this comes out. I'm so, I'm just thrilled to have, it'll be next Monday. You.
0: Okay. <laughs> because we did a rebroadcast, um, this last week. Cause you know, I've, i had a lot going on with, yeah. with work and Christmas and, you know, I had a couple of people that weren't able to, you know, honor their appointment for whatever happened in their life, which has put me behind schedule. So you're, you're getting, you're getting pretty hot off the presses when you go <laughs> on.
1: Yes. I'm excited. Well, so, thank you for so having me
0: on the 27th. Happy 27th everybody. Hope your Christmas was awesome. So So thank you, Donnie, for being so awesome. And thank you all to you for listening to this episode of share your hotness with your host, Lita Green and my guest, Donnie Angel. And that's going to be such an easy,